Welcome to Uncontained, episode 160. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and on the show today, I have a singer-songwriter, electric pop artist, slash classically trained opera singer, Crystal Clayton, and uh, she just recently moved out to Hollywood to chase her dream, and uh, she's tearing it up right now. She just recently released an album called 3AM. You should you can find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, you know, wherever you find your digital music, you'll be able to find it there. And we also talk about her artistic process and uh, growth she's had over the years as a musician, including a big step she took when she started to feel comfortable talking about more of the personal, the more real stuff that's going on in her life. So we talk about that and uh, we also brainstorm a little bit about mixing the pop with a little opera to give that certain uniqueness that, uh, you know, might set her apart from the others. And after talking to Crystal, I'm excited to see where she goes to next because as a singer-songwriter, she is not afraid to experiment a little bit and try new things. Plus, we talk about the importance of being able to do everything in the process, from editing videos, to editing your music, to writing and recording as well. If you enjoy this episode, please hit subscribe. You'll be able to hear artists like this, stand-up comics, actors, and artists from across the entertainment industry. So please, please hit that subscribe button. If you're feeling generous, leave that review because it helps people find the show and know what they're getting into when they're listening. I won't keep you waiting any longer. This is the title track off Crystal's new album, 3AM, and my conversation with Crystal Clayton. And I save her every moment Cause in time ain't gonna last, yeah Get out of town, best get out of town Running from my past, running from ourselves You and me, we ain't never gonna last Got a pocket of that good, got a wallet long cash It's speeding 3 a.m., going way too fast Too far in the zone to give a fuck about that mm. Cause we killing ourselves, we loving over life. And here we are, where we're going, recklessly. 
I'm great, thank <laughs> you, and uh, welcome to Uncontained. Thank you. I got word of you from a past guest, Nandez, and whenever I get a guest referral, I always look forward to that. Yeah. So, so you just moved out to LA. Tell the Uncontained audience just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Crystal Clayton. I'm a pop artist. It's kind of like a pop R&B electronic vibe going on. Um, yeah, and I did just move to LA from Kansas City about three months ago, um, just to like you know get more opportunity and uh, continue growing my career. So I'm really excited to start making a lot of you know connections out here and just um, you know do uh do big things <laughs> all right all right cool yeah. so you moved out to la just in time to miss out on some winter right actually like <laughs> literally when i was here i mean I, I actually got a little bit of winter because i moved out like the day after christmas so okay. before that um there was a little winter but it got real real extreme after I left. And um, it's really funny because everybody in LA, I mean, technically LA, this this past February was the coldest February that they've had in like 80 years or something ridiculous. <laughs> or actually, it might have been like 100. But so wow. everybody so everybody here was like, it's so cold. It's like, you know, it's like 50 degrees or something. They're like, it's so cold. And back home, everybody's like, it's so cool because it's like negative 10 and um i kind of started becoming one of these la people that's like (laughs) in three months only (laughs) well i mean i think that the cold i don't know yeah i guess i'm just spoiled now so we've had some good days though it's easy to do but you know whenever i feel myself being like oh it's cold out here in california i'm up in northern california right now i always look at the weather back home in iowa and when like that arctic vortex or polar vortex was going through there i was like I was like, okay, yeah, I, I can't complain about anything. Uh, yeah. Negative 50, including wind chill. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad. So I felt bad for them, but I'm also glad that I didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's like, oh, I feel sorry for you, but here's a picture of me in a t-shirt. <laughs> I literally did that, and I was like, oh, well. Yeah, you got to, gotta, you know, encourage your friends back home to move out here. Exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. So now that we got the weather covered and moving. So um, so what what have you been doing out in L.A. for the last three months now that you've been out in California? Yeah. So prior to now, I was focusing on um, getting out my, my new project, just trying to, you know, do a lot of press for my project, um, trying to do some marketing ideas for it. Also, you know, like normal people stuff, like get a job and, uh, you know, get an apartment and like all that stuff. <laughs> um, but like music wise, um, I've just kind of been settling in and really focusing on um, doing as much as possible with um, this project that I've just released. And that project is called uh, 3AM, correct? Yes. And I just released it on this past Friday. So it's pretty, it's still a baby. It's pretty fresh. So. All right. So tell us a little bit about the project. Yeah. So um, this project, I, this project kind of steers my music more towards R&B pop. Um, My previous projects have been 
more um I released a project in 2017 called Too Human and that one was kind of a uh, very electronic pop. Um I worked with a producer named Spencer Hode and he uh he had a lot of like electronic kind of almost um almost like EDM kind of stuff and uh I really enjoyed that and um you know that was a fun project. This one I kind of wanted to go in a little bit different direction um with more of like R&B uh kind of like hip hop just slightly um mostly with like the production and beats. Um I worked with a new guy his name is uh Bam Keith and um we just really wanted to go with more of like a R&B vibe. Um so this one it's kind of I th- I like to think that this I like to think of my songs from this project as like in a moment. So like okay. at, rather than like more of an overview of moments, I like to have like when I was writing some of these songs it was more from like in this moment perspective. So for the title song 3 a.m., um it's like taking place in a car when you're like with somebody and um the song is about like being with somebody who you know that this is like a very toxic situation and you know that it's not going to last. You know that it's you know it's like messed up and it's toxic for both of you and it's like basically like draining both of you but you love this person and you can't let it go. So this okay. song just like takes place in that moment in a car and um it's like it's kind of, I don't know. It, <laughs> it got it has some like range of emotions going on. So, um that's how a lot of the songs are in this project. Um Okay, so each song represents a different moment or the whole CD is kind of written off of that one moment. I would say there's there are different moments, but they're all kind of different moments around the same kind of theme. So like some of them are really happy like but they're kind of dealing with the same person or like the same situations. Um but like, you know, I have another song called Is It Me and that's kind of another one that I'm pushing as a single off of the project. And this one's very much more poppy. Um it's more happy, you know, it's like in this moment of like everything is going awesome, like I'm in this great you know i'm sharing this experience with this person we're both on the same energy it's a great energy i never want this moment to end so i think that this project for me as an artist has a big range of like highs and lows a big range of emotions and like being vulnerable like that with people who are listening kind of hard for me but at the same time I'm glad I'm able to share that with people. Yeah, so do I take it that you write all your own music? Yes. Okay, so I as you mentioned it's kind of hard to share those emotions with people, the ones that, you know, are, you know, real to you. Do you have a process of getting to the point where you're ready to share them or is it just like, okay, I just got to get this out and let it breathe? So at the beginning of my songwriting journey, I was a lot more shy to share what I had made. It was hard for me to get it out. And then I have a ton of songs that I that I wrote that were fully produced, that were fully made into songs, but you know, this was probably like 6 years ago, but okay. I I couldn't put them out because I felt too worried about what people would think. But, you know, you you get to a point where you're like obviously 
if I want a career, then I'm going to have to make this happen. So it was definitely a journey of getting over that. But now, now I want to like put out every idea that I have like pretty immediately. I just, I am always like writing and I'm always coming up with new content. I already, I just released this project and I already have some new ideas that I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I just want to get that out there. Like, this is my, this is the next one. Like, I want that out now. But um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, it's like kind of just um, finding your way in it. Okay. Okay. The reason I was asking, like, if you had a process to where you kind of got yourself ready to release things that are dealing with like. Uh, personal issues like you were talking about is because I think that's what kind of stops a lot of people and also it, it's also the stuff that people really get because it's real so right. I was just wondering if like you know there's a person listening out there that is kind of in your shoes where you were six years ago yeah. has like all these songs I'd like oh this could be a really good song but it's right. talking about a hurtful relationship or something like that did you did you have a process or was there something that eventually motivated you to uh go ahead and be like okay I'll put this out I don't care what people think I think it's good music yeah I think that releasing it is part of the closure that you get in some instances because you know for me there's been past relationships that I've written about and um I didn't really get full closure like for, from the relationship so me writing about it and like me releasing that and like having it out there is almost my own way of like letting it be done you know what I mean like letting okay these were all of my emotions I didn't get to say them to you but they're here and this is, you know, like I can close that box now. So for me personally, like that's what that's what that is. Um, I didn't really have to do anything like other than that. Um, <laughs> it's funny, like my mom is like my number, like she's my number one fan. She's my mom. So like, you know, every song that I, every song that I do, like she's one of the first people to hear it. And like, and then my friends and, you know, uh, everyone who's around me, like they're the ones who hear it first. So it's kind of like a thing of like, is this good? Like, what do you think? Like, should I change something? Like, blah, blah, blah. And um, so, you know, you kind of just like get hyped up off of their reaction to things. And um knowing that you're ready to put it out. I'm glad you found a way around that and are now able to put out stuff that, you know, has that substance to it, that has that feeling in it that you have. And being a songwriter, that's that's important because you're singing your own words, you know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so how did you end up getting into singing? Let's take a step back. Way back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess it's like kind of cliche, but I like when I was little, I would always tell my mom and my dad that I was like going to be a singer someday. Um, okay. So I was obs I was obsessed with Celine Dion and um, I was like, I loved Mariah Carey and I wanted to be like them. I wanted to be Celine Dion. So I would sing around the house all the time. And, you know, I mean, like a little kid, like four, you know, five. Okay. And um, I would sing at daycare. And, um, you know, my daycare teachers, they would kind of be like telling my mom, like, she sings 
all the time. Like we can't shut her up. And, <laughs> and so my mom, you know, so they kind of knew that that's what I wanted to do. They wanted, they knew that I wanted to go into that. So when I got to be a little older, I think I was like seven or eight, I, I was seven. My mom um, was like, do you want to audition for some theater shows? Do you want to do voice lessons? And at first I was like, no, no. But then like a week or two later, I was like, mom like I'm, I want to audition like I want to I want to do the voice lessons so I did and I just uh, I, I started out in theater and um, I did a lot of like community um, you know theater shows and uh, in school um, and I always just knew that I wanted to be a singer but I didn't really know like where that would take me um, I actually almost went to college for opera um, really? Yeah, because I was classically trained and so I was trained in like musical theater and I was classically trained and I thought that I wanted to be an opera singer. And I do really enjoy that, but for me when I started writing music when I was a teenager, to me there's like nothing else like it. Like I, I love writing songs. I don't think that I could be an artist and sing other people's music because I just like my favorite part of it is writing it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. So um and performing. I love performing my music. All right. Cool. Yeah. So I guess in a way the whole singer songwriter thing, singing other people's songs after doing that would feel like you're just doing half of the art. You know? Right. <laughs> now well well you were talking about singing opera. I was just wondering uh are is there going to be any or have you used any aspects of opera in your singing? Um, I kind of have. I have this one song that I put out a couple years ago. It's called Mind Games. And okay. um, there's a part in Mind Games when I like actually kind of do this little opera thing. Um, it's not like super opera-y, but it's, it does it does have my classical um, kind of like head voice going on in it. I also okay. like use it. I mean, I use my head voice a lot in my music. So um, it's really like beneficial to be classically trained because it just helps so much. I think that anybody who like wants a career as a singer should train classically at some point just because it makes you so much like you're a well-rounded singer is classical like singing like uh singing like opera a lot of head voice or something like that because i think of that as like falsetto stuff like that but i just also think of singing from the gut doing opera as well yeah so there's like um so for men it's called falsetto um, yeah. For women, it's called head voice. And um, you like, you know, when I sing, typically, it kind of depends on like the intonation of the song. But um, a lot of times I'll belt, which is like a chest voice. Um, okay. But if you're singing like opera, then you're going to be using as a as a woman, you're going to be using your head voice. Um, and like, it's like, it, it's really weird how the break works. Um you know, because there's a break in your voice when you can't go any higher in your chest voice, you have to switch to your head voice. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's cool. I'm, yeah. Okay, falsetto and head voice is technically the 
same thing but yeah. it's just a different term all right. right because i remember when i was like younger i heard that like oh females can't sing in falsetto uh, i was like oh it's the same thing what they, they can't do that is there something but okay i, I got <laughs> you now thank you for answering a question that's been in my head for not not every day but occasionally <laughs> for years <laughs> okay well i'm glad i could clear that up for you Yay. yeah yeah thank you and thank you, you know, very much it's been very helpful yeah <laughs> i don't know it could be interesting if you like broke out into like an aria or something in the middle of like a pop song and right. uh you know just mix the two together sometimes sometimes those combinations are like really cool like back in the day when uh metallica did the metallica and the symphony orchestra together oh, and wow. it's like two things that you don't necessarily think go together go together and make um make something awesome like french fries and a frosty or something oh my goodness <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so yeah, like I said, I kind of did that in Mind Games. So um, one of my songs, Mind Games, if you have Spotify, Apple Music, anything like that, um, you can check it out. I, I do. I, it's not like super extreme, but it definitely happens. Um, but you're also giving me like some more ideas. Uh, I should kind of dabble into that a little more. That's what we're doing. We're just brainstorming right here. We're yeah. brainstorming. If, if if you like anything, feel free to take it. If you don't like it, you can send it right back my way. Okay. <laughs> No, that's what I that's what I love about podcasts, honestly, and like um, interviewing is because I honestly think about things that I don't like normally think about. I'm not even going to lie. Like talking <laughs> like seriously, like when you ask me about my music, it's like I maybe I did that subconsciously. So now I have to like put to words why I did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So it's like always it's like. It's really fun doing this kind of stuff because I I guess I learn more about like my reasoning behind what I did, you know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so since you're talking about knowing reasonings and everything like that, I'll I'll ask this question to you. You said your earlier music was more like electro pop and stuff like that. And this album is more like r&b hip-hop music in the background what was it that caused the inspiration to switch up your style um i've always i've always been really drawn to um r&b music like you know like i said like mariah carey like you know i've all beyonce like you know i've always been drawn to like I think that I just have always been drawn to um, like super powerful um, women with like powerful vocals. So um, I don't, I, and honestly, I don't really, I don't know. I just think that um, you go through seasons as a, as an artist, kind of okay. like, you know, like Lady Gaga went from uh, doing like super poppy stuff to then um, Joanne was kind of more a little bit on the country folky side. Um, so I think that as an artist, it's just really fun to explore like different um, different aspects of music, and um, and I I don't know like I guess I I just kind of started writing songs that way. Um, so you know, and also like who knows what I'm gonna do in the future? I I I could see myself doing kind of like funk stuff. You know, I oh, I think that cool. I I think I have a like an envision of like someday. 
I don't know about like right now, like in the next couple years, but like in a few years, like I would love to have like a funk band or something and do like some weird like soul funk stuff. <laughs> all right, all right, very cool. I could, I could dig that. I could dig that. It's yeah. good, in my opinion. It's good that you want to keep changing and evolving. So right. it's, in my opinion, there's only one band that's really been amazingly successful and not changed at all even after changing singers and that is acdc like oh my gosh they they have the same song and same same album but it's still good i'm not knocking acdc out there acdc fans i'm just saying they're the (laughs) only ones that have figured it out and uh you know but you know on the other hand i do like hearing artists evolve and change as well yeah i mean I don't know. You evolve and change in life as, you know, in general. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. Now that you're out in L.A., is it a different ball game for you now from being in Kansas City, Missouri to Los Angeles, Hollywood? You know, how different is it? Oh, yeah. It's like it's a different world, honestly. Um, Yeah. Back in Kansas City, um, there wasn't a lot of pop music there was like there were a couple other artists that did poppy stuff but um not really the way that i do it so there it was kind of difficult to find like a niche out there like a it was kind of difficult to find like a place for me in the music scene in kansas city um here there you know there's a lot more competition obviously there's a lot more um there's a lot more other artists kind of along the same lines as me so um just like try i'm i'm just kind of trying to like make a presence for myself and um work my way into the music scene but i don't know i'm just like really excited there's like so much more diversity and I'm just excited to um, meet a lot of new people and meet like discover new music. Okay, very cool. So I I just wanted to see because I was like trying to think of how like how the pop scene would be in uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Would there be places to go out and perform, or would it just be mainly you have to get internet famous or move somewhere? Yeah, well, honestly, yeah. I mean. It was hard to like, it was hard to, it was hard to get shows a lot because, um, you know, there, anyone who would come into town, like if like a big, big name artist would come into town, they would usually bring their own openers. I was able to open for um, a few like big name artists, um, which was a really cool experience. But most of the time they had, um, most of the time they had their own openers and so, yeah. um, and also like radio stations, there weren't, there, there were a couple of college radio stations that played my music, but also, um, some kind of like, uh, local radio stations that would play my music, which I was really grateful for. Um, but like the big radio stations that mostly play pop music, um, they only play music off of like lab- uh, record label artists. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. I used to work at a radio station and it was like, nope, you can't play uh, local bands. Uh, There's not a big enough market for that. Right. And so it's kind of like, well, then how are local bands supposed to get big? You know, like, how are they supposed to grow? But I mean, so that's like part of the reason why I came out here. But it was like in Kansas City, I was kind of like a big fish in a small pond 
But there are also a lot of like really talented artists in Kansas City. I really hope that within the next um, few years, the Kansas City music scene um, becomes more prominent because there's a lot of talent. It just doesn't have the platform that places, um, you know, there aren't like tastemakers there, you know, there's not, it's just like, there's just not the, there's not a platform for artists to um, really grow. There's like a kind of like a cap that you can't get past when, um, when you're an artist there. So, well, what you'd need to do is hurry up and get famous and then uh, <laughs> go bring some people from uh, Kansas city and the Midwest back up with you. I mean, honestly, like that would be, that would, that would be really cool. I would definitely like to do that. <laughs> you could be like Kansas City's Nelly or something like that. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. So Kansas City has um, like Tech Nine, which is what like Tech Nine is who everybody talks about in Kansas City. Okay. Um, Janelle Monet is actually from Kansas City, but um, I don't think she really like claims Kansas City very much, which honestly, I don't really blame her because she had to go to <laughs> New York. She went to New York like right after high school and got... Um, and got her music career going. So yeah. it's not like they helped her. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So real quick, totally off the subject. Is there a rivalry between Kansas City, Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri? I think it's like a playful rivalry. Yeah. Because um, most of Kansas City is actually on the Missouri side. Like the like uh, Arrowhead Stadium where the Chiefs play and uh, the Kauffman Stadium where the Royals play, those are on the Missouri side. And okay. um, like so, most of Kansas City is on the Missouri side. Um, so like Missouri people, kind of like I don't know, we're kind of like we have more of Kansas City, but um, you know, it's more <laughs> it's more of like a playful thing. I think that like. Kansas City loves sports. Kansas City loves the Chiefs and the Royals. So that really brings people together. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So at least you can bond over the sports teams. <laughs> um, yeah. And the Chiefs, they had a heck of a season last year. so They sure did. Um which was cool, you know, and I was, well, I was here when they started going to the playoffs and uh, they almost made the Super Bowl. They were like one, you know, if they had won that game, then the last playoff game, then they would have gone to the Super Bowl. And I was like, oh, like, no, like they can't. Honestly, I was kind of, I mean, I wasn't rooting against them. I would have loved them too, but I was like, I'm not there. <laughs> like they can't go to the Super Bowl when I'm not, the, the year that I'm not there. Like seriously, but um you know. You'd never be able to go back to Kansas City. <laughs> right? I'd be like... They're like, you leave, they win. Stay out. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, all my friends would be like, no, you're not coming back. But yeah, I don't know. It's really cool, like the sports... I don't know. I'm not really even that much of a sports person, but um, yeah, I saw... I, I go to the gym, like, because I live in... Um, I live pretty much in Hollywood now, like kind of near Sunset. So um, I go to this gym over there and I saw a guy with a Royals shirt on um, like a few days ago at the gym. And I wanted so bad to go run up to him and be like, Royals, like, yeah, I'm from Kansas City. But I, you know, let him do his workout, like let him do his thing. <laughs> but I, inside I was just like, yeah, Royals. 
<laughs> it's cool though. It's cool though. Like I'm from I'm from the Midwest also, as we mentioned earlier, yeah. and I'm a big Chicago Bears fan. Oh, and okay. when I see somebody with like Bears gear or something like that up here, it's kind of like you got to give them at least a head nod, you right. know? Yeah. Um, be like the Bears or, or something <laughs> along the line, you know? Bullish sausages. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right, so we've covered the weather, we've covered sports. What news segment do you want to cover next? We won't go politics. We won't do that. Uh... No, no, please, no. I don't. I, I, if you want to talk politics, we can. No, but, it's okay. You know, we won't I'm, do that to people. It's, it's like beating a dead horse. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh. All right, so let's let's do this. What advice do you have for people who are looking to get uh, started out or maybe even take that big leap and move from wherever they're at to Hollywood or anything like that? Do you have any advice for them? Yeah. So I'm still kind of learning myself. This is a journey. And um, so I'm still kind of learning this myself. Um, I think that what I've I think that like what I've learned so far has been um, to just be authentic I think that people can see and I think that they can tell and they can gravitate towards what's authentic and what isn't. And I think that that's something that like people really and really love about like, especially new artists, like up and coming artists, because um, if you think about like a lot of people have the same thing, like oh, I really, uh, like, I love Drake, but I I loved him when he, you know, I love old Drake. Like, I love the so far gone Drake, you know? And so I think that, yeah. like, the, the most authentic version of an artist is, like, when they haven't, like, had the big record label sign them yet and, like, they haven't been on all the blah, blah, blahs yet. So I think that a lot... And also I think that we live in this culture in music where you have, like these rappers and um, a lot of these artists, they try to be a certain way just to get clout or whatever, you know, to get <laughs> famous, which honestly, I hate that word. I hate that I just use it right now. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I hate that word. Um, so, you know, people just like try to get famous and they do um, stupid stuff to do that. And I think that if you want a career that's um, going to have longevity, then you're going to do that based off of your um, authentic self. And also it's like nobody wants a copycat of somebody else. They want people, you know, there's already, um, you know, there's already so many of one type of artists, like being, bringing something new to the table is, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be recognized. That's why I'm saying electronic opera pop. Yeah, you know what? You got something there. <laughs> Nobody's you, doing it. You're right. No, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. <laughs> no, you're good. I know. I feel you. That's that's a good idea. Um, but also, since this is something that I'm struggling with myself, like every day, but I'm just, tr- you know, you have to do this. It's just keeping the right mindset. It really, it's like really everything is in your mindset. Like you can convince yourself of anything and that's good or bad. And it's like the thoughts and like, especially as an artist, because so many artists are um, emotionally driven. And so feeding into um, what you're thinking about is um, super, is very key to either being successful or not being successful. So um I know it's like 
it is cliche, but you, I've watched so many interviews of like people who are successful, Lady Gaga, you know, um, a lot of successful artists just saying it's, it's part of your mentality. You know, you think if what you, what you think about and what you put your energy into is what you become. So for me, I'm just really trying to, um, you know, have what I have my dreams, what I want for my career envisioned in my head and feeding into that positive um, state of mind and just like working every day. I mean, because obviously like just thinking about it isn't going to make it happen. Like you have to work for it every day. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, the whole secret thing doesn't necessarily work if you just think about it. Thinking about a new Porsche showing up in your driveway. I think about it every day, but it hasn't shown up yet. No, you got to do something to get that damn Porsche. Exactly. So, you know, so that's just something that for me as an artist, I'm, I'm working on. And, um, if I come up with any more, um, any more awesome advice, then I'm always willing to share, but (laughs) right now that's what I have. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That, that is some really good advice, you know, kind of when I think when you are thinking about something and, and also working towards it, but even just thinking about it in a way opens you up to seeing that side of something. If you are like thinking of success or opportunity, you're going to see more opportunity. If you're thinking, Oh man, this sucks. I'm not going to go anywhere. You're going to see more signs saying that you suck and you're not going to go anywhere type thing. And yeah, so that, that's really good. Just keep, uh, you know, even though it may be cliche, it needs to be said. So thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, all right. So now I know you have a new album coming out or just came out. Uh, what are you currently doing to promote it and or yourself? Yeah. So um, I just use, I mean, obviously, you know, social media, but, you know, that really is the only way that that's pretty much the way of marketing these days is through social media. It's so powerful. Um, and for me, I, I try to post like, I don't post every day, but I post like pretty consistently. Um, I just make content even though I don't have like this huge budget, you know, I'm not like, I don't have, thousands of dollars to just like spend on these fantastic videos like I'm an unsigned artist so I'm just doing (laughs) what I can but I do with what I can and so you know I've had um my boyfriend um shoot some little like little clips and then I've like gone on Final Cut Pro on my computer and like put things together and made little videos and um you know set up little little photo shoots made him take pictures and you know just like putting things together for myself I think that something that held me back for a while was because I just thought and expected that somebody was gonna come in and like make these things happen for me or something which was very naive and stupid um, because you have to make it happen for yourself so nobody else is gonna do it for you you have to make it happen for yourself so um, I'm just trying to constantly be like um, coming up with new ideas for, um, little things to be using to promote. 
Um, even if it's not, like I said, even if it's not some high quality thing, just being consistent is like, you know, a huge part of it. So yeah, I'm just trying definitely. to, yeah. So I'm just trying to be consistent and, um, just, um, come up with new ideas to, um, to put out there and, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's hard, but I kind of think that um, some of what I've done has kind of continued to um, roll around on the interwebs and uh, at least make people interested in what I'm doing. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. And one thing I noticed, too, um, it seems like you're willing to learn a lot of different aspects of it. Because I like, you know, you're doing the songwriting, the singing and performing. And then also uh, I meant I heard you mention that you get on Final Cut Pro (laughs) video editing and uh, (laughs) stuff like that. So I think that's a key thing there too. do as much of it as you can yourself and like it will help it will help you get stuff done instead yeah. of having to always pay somebody <laughs> right exactly well and you know when i because so when i would live in kansas city i was i was still living with my parents so i had some more money to like spend on stuff so i've done the whole like paying somebody um money for like a kind of a lot of money for like uh little videos and stuff like that and like yeah they always turned out cool and they were great but um now I'm on a uh, trying to break out artists in LA budget, uh, which is, you know, like <laughs> a lot it, different than living at home with parents budget. I'll tell yes, you that. Yes, definitely. So, um, just trying to make do and also like kind of feeding into the authenticity thing again, honestly, I think it's more authentic than some of the stuff that it like the highly nicely produced stuff because, so I think that this project is a, a little more mature and I think that what I've done with some of the film editing and some of the photos and such has fed into this more than um, the other projects that I've done. So, yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. So uh, that's a, that's, there's a lot to take away in that about promoting yourself. Now you've, you've been in LA for three months now, you say, yeah. um, I'm not even going to do transitional stuff. I'm just going to hop right to it. What would you say would be a highlight or two that uh, you would care to share uh, with the uncontained audience? It can be from when you're in L.A. It can be from back when you're in KC or uh, somewhere in between. Yeah, so um, in Kansas City, I had some really um, some really awesome opportunities. I was able to do... Um, so last year, last year for the South by Southwest thing, um, me and a team went down and we did, um, we did some South by Southwest, um, showcases. Um, we did, uh, Mid Coast Takeover. We did Red Gorilla Fest. So that was really a great experience. Um, we got to meet some really fantastic people. Um, also in Kansas City, I was able to, um, perform at the Voodoo Lounge, which is, um, a pretty decent sized venue, um, opening for, uh, Dreezy and Jacquees. And I also opened for our Lumar, um, in Kansas city. Um, and I think that everything has just kind of been gearing up for this release. I mean, I've never had 
I think that this is the most proud of a project that I've been. Um, I really, there, I love, you know, I'm in love with my old projects and I think that, I think you can see my growth as an artist and yeah. listen to um, some of the things off of my first project and then um, my to human. And then um, for, for here, I'm just really proud of the growth that I've had um, in my songwriting and uh, my artistry. So um, I can say that it's, you know, for me, I, it's only going to get better <laughs> You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not like saying that as in like, ooh, I'm so much better. But like, you know, I'm just saying, I, I'm it's gonna a good direction to, to be grow. moving. Exactly. Yes, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, you know, I think that, I think I'm just really proud of the, um, the way that my music is growing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier that, you know, before you felt comfortable putting out the more uh, personal material. Um, you had a bunch of songs that you had written and had produced and sung all together in song form. Mm -hmm. Now, um, now you may have grown from when you recorded those, so you might not feel like putting those out now, but have you ever thought about going back and redoing those songs or are they still relevant? Those songs, I was still a pretty new songwriter, so they... <laughs> they kind of probably should be left where they are, but I have <laughs> taken, um, I've taken ideas from those songs and brought them into, uh, more recent songs. Um, you know, I, I always, I, I often go back to ideas, even like in my phone, I have a lot written, um, over the last couple years, just like little, little snippets of things. And then even on my, um, on my recording on my phone, you can record a memo. I have little snippets of recordings that I've done over the years and I'll often I'll go back through those and I'll find them and I'll be like, Oh yeah, that was a really, that was a good little thought or like an idea or whatever. <laughs> so I'll, I, yeah, I definitely like bring them back into, um, new material, kind of like rework it a little bit. Recycling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's it's not stealing if you steal from your own stuff. Right. So. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right. So I actually only have a couple more questions for you left here. Uh, so we'll roll with this here. Keep on moving along. And uh, so when somebody does come see you perform now that you have places to perform in LA mm -hmm. or listens to your music online, is there anything that you want them to remember or take away from your music or performance? So for, as far as my music goes, um, and I say this, I know it's kind of a strange thing to say, but like, honestly, like I write music, I write my music and I make my music for myself. I make things that I like. I make things that I feel good about releasing. And I That's awesome. hope and pray. And I think that they do. I mean, I know that they do. I know that people do connect with what I've written. But I always, I don't write things for other people. I, I just like, I, I know that there are people who connect with it because it's authentic. And um, so I just think that, people I just hope that people listen to what I, what I've made 
and um, just are able to relate to what I say. And I think that there, I know that there are people who have because I've had people reach out to me and say that they do. So that's good. Um, for performing, for performing, um, I I love to perform. Like performing is. It's hard because I think songwriting is my favorite thing about what I do, but performing is my second favorite thing about what I do because right. um, it's like an exhilarating experience. Um, it's like being in front of people. I just feel like I have a lot of, I'm so passionate when I perform and I just like get into the moment. So I think that when people watch my performance, I think that I can take them to a different place. Um, I think that that's what you do when you watch people perform when you or when, and you know, when you do anything, when you watch a movie, um, when you listen to a podcast, um, you're taken to a different place and you're able to like escape whatever is, you know, even not necessarily, even if it's bad, just like be taken to a different world. So I want I hope that people, when they watch my performance, um, get to experience that, you know, they get taken to Crystal World and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, as soon as my budget gets bigger, oh, we're going big. We're going to be having unicorns. Um, okay. I can't give up, <laughs> I can't give away all the juicy details of what we're going to be having, but you know, when I get my budget right, we are going to be having <laughs> I, be awesome I believe it's going to be colorful just by looking at your social media. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you have lots of bright colors in your pictures and your costume or your outfits that you wear. Um, and, yeah, so I could I could picture unicorns or yeah. something like that. Definitely. And, yeah, singing opera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see, you know. The, there's, um, there's no limit to... Um, can you imagine that? Yeah. An operatic unicorn? Come on. I like all these ideas you're giving me. <laughs> some of some of them may be good. Some of them you might want to run from. But uh, no, yeah, well, we'll we'll cook on them a little bit. We'll sit on them a little bit and see what. All right, let them marinate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect, perfect. And there's one thing that I'm glad you actually said a little earlier on in your um, what you want people to take away from you writing music for yourself because like so many times you hear people talk about writing music for other people and they've got and it's not the music they like so they end up hating the music that they're writing right. or if they don't make it writing stuff for other people they have the what if i was you know honest with people type thing right so yeah. i just wanted to throw that out there <laughs> so, well yeah and you know and it's hard because like and i almost feel weird saying that because like i want my you know, I want my fans and my friends and whoever is listening to my music, I want them to relate to what I'm feeling and I want them to feel something. Totally. But I'm also not going to, um, I'm not going to say things that aren't true to myself. So um, all I can do is just make what feels right for me and um, hope that, you know, people relate to that. All right, perfect, perfect. Okay, so I have one final question for you, but before we get to that final question, um, 
Where can people find you on the internet? Like, where? What's your social media? Where can they find your music? Where can they get a hold of this new three uh, AM project you have going on, and eventually see unicorns? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so my name is Crystal Clayton with a C C R Y S T A L C L A Y T O N, um, and you can find uh, my project is everywhere. It's on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. Title. Whatever you have, it's there. Um, also, my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, it's all at Criddle Clayton, which is C-R-I-D-D-L-E-C-L-A-Y-T-O-N. Um, <laughs> Criddle is a nickname from high school, so I just kind of <laughs> stuck with it because I thought it was fun. So, yeah, and uh, follow me and check it out and um, let me know what you think about the project. I'd love to hear... Um, I love to hear any feedback. All right, perfect. So uh, I will put your social media in my show notes so people can find it there. All right, Crystal. It's been great talking to you today, and I appreciate you taking the time and sharing uh, sharing your experience and advice with us here on Uncontained. Now, I do have that one final question for you. It is the title question of the show. Crystal Clayton, how do you live uncontained? So in Kansas City, it was difficult to um, be doing pop music, be doing pop R&B music. Um, the style uh, that I was doing was very different than what everyone else in the music scene in Kansas City was doing. And it was hard for me to have a, like my, my place there. Um, so just overcoming that and not letting that not letting what other people in the music in the music scene there think of me. Um, there were a lot of people who honestly like didn't want me there. So <laughs> just letting just letting those thoughts go and just going with my gut, which was telling me to just keep going. Um, that is part of the reason why I came here because I got tired of other people trying to hold me back and I wasn't going to be contained. So I, you know, and yeah, there, there have been people who have been like, Oh, well, rent in LA is expensive. Like, how are you going to move from here to there? And it's like, if you want it bad enough, you're going to make it happen. Happen. If you, if, for me, there's nothing else in this world that I can see myself doing. Like when I try to think about doing anything else, I just, I, I can't see it happening. So for me, this is what I have to do because I know that it's what I meant to do. And um, yeah, that's why I'm here. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you very much. And uh, real quick, before I have you sign off the show, I want to thank uh, Nandez for helping set this up. Uh, he's been a guest on the show a couple times. He is your positive rap official. And uh, you should uh, check him out. I'll put the episodes in the in the show notes if you want to know what episodes he was on. I can't recall them all. I'm, I'm a terrible you, host. But yes, thank you, Nandez. And thank you, Crystal, for joining me today. As I mentioned earlier, it was a blast. And I have one final thing for you to do, and that is sign off the show. Will you do me the honor of signing off the show tonight? Of course. My name is Crystal Clayton, and I live uncontained. 
And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Crystal Clayton for joining me on the show today and sharing her story. If you enjoyed the episode, please click that subscribe button at the top of your podcast player and uh, have the show magically appear in your playlist through the power of technology. And make sure you check out Crystal's new album, 3AM, and follow her on the social medias, the Facebooks, the Instagrams, the Twitters, and let her know you heard her right here on Uncontained. I also want to thank past guest of the show, Nandez, for helping set this interview up. I appreciate it, and uh, I love referrals. If you have somebody you want to hear on Uncontained, please let me know. Hit me up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all at Uncontained Pod. Thank you for listening, and until next time, live uncontained.